day and welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson and as always, thanks for joining us. There's a lot of help for a lot of people in the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan. And we've talked a lot on this show about what it means for low-income Americans, for children, and for others. But one aspect of the new plan that is often left out of these discussions is a significant new investment in behavioral mental health services. Here to talk with us about that is U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, a Democrat representing Michigan. Senator, welcome back to Detroit Today. Well, it's always great to be with you, Stephen. And and you're right, there is so much uh, to help uh, people, families, uh, children, seniors, help small businesses, you know, help family farmers in this proposal. And uh, a really significant part of that, given all the stress everybody has felt for the last year, is the increased um, emphasis and resources on mental health and addiction services. Yeah, yeah. So this is an issue that you and I talked about on the show back in the fall after you helped pass yeah. legislation that meant that the certified community behavioral health clinics here in Michigan would be reimbursed through Medicaid for the cost of providing yeah. patient services. So let's start with how that effort has changed services here in Michigan since then. Well, we're in the process of uh, getting the new clinics uh, up and going. So we're in mid-process, but we're already seeing tremendous improvements. And, you know, as I mentioned to you before, I mean, a, a few years ago, as the person who leads the effort to fund community health centers, I do that with a Republican colleague of my mine, Roy Blunt, a few years ago, I expressed deep frustration that we didn't do the same thing for community mental health and substance abuse, which mm-hmm. is across the country mainly funded through grants. So if the grant runs out, tough, you know, the services run out. But on the health side, we would never say that to somebody. It's, it's through insurance, through Medicaid, Medicare, and so on. So that's the, the transformative part of the legislation that I passed. And since you and I last talked, uh, we've now uh, secured funding for 24, what we call CCBHC, Certified Community Behavioral Health Clinics. Mm -hmm. I've been able to bring in $112 million. Um, 15 of the clinics, by the way, in Southeast Michigan, I've made a major push in Detroit originally uh, the Detroit centers were not applying for funds. I'm so pleased now that we have a number in the, the city. Southwest Solutions is a great example of a wonderful group that's been serving people for years and years. I'm a huge supporter. I'll be there today. But through this process now, they're going to receive nearly $4 million over the next two years to be able to increase support for children and young people, families and adults. And the key thing is that in order to qualify as a certified behavioral health clinic, you have to meet high standards. Mm -hmm. And this is the key. You have to have 24-hour psychiatric crisis services. Um, You have to do prevention and work with the health centers and families. You have to uh, take all comers. Right now, the CMH system really has been stuck having to serve people only after they're in the middle of a crisis. If anyone can walk in the door and say, hey, I need some help, and we can help people on the front end, which is uh, it, it's better for the person, it saves money, et cetera. And frankly, the biggest supporters 
around uh, Michigan in the country are law enforcement because um, we found after two years of operating on a, a pilot demo, uh, not in Michigan, a couple of other places, after two years, they were able to reduce the number of people going to jail by 60%, people mm. who needed help, but there was no place else to take them. And so between folks going to jail when they ought to be going to get service or sitting in the emergency department because there's no place else for them to go, uh, these models have decreased emergency room visits by 63% and jails by 60% and homeless homelessness by 41% just in two years when they were doing it in other places. So we are now, Michigan's now a part of that demonstration. I've pushed very hard for that. And we're in the middle of standing up these centers. um, And we are already seeing just wonderful uh, support from law enforcement and uh, and a desire to say, look, we want to work with folks that can help you can get people help not just house people someplace because there isn't any help and yeah. that's the whole point of this and I'm, I'm excited that we're moving forward we've got more to do quite honestly but you know to get there but we're on the way now for the first time yeah and and there's again more significant help in uh, the american rescue plan uh, yes in the four rest, billion dollars yeah that in, Yes, $4 billion specifically for this. Over the last year, I've been able, in all the different packages, to be able to secure $10.5 billion for community mental health and addiction services, which really is, um, I mean, the first time ever we've had any significant investment. So uh, my goal is to say healthcare above the net should be treated the same as healthcare below the net, and that the funding systems. Uh, it should be the same yeah. so that people can get the help they need. Yeah. Uh, I know you have to run, but but before I let you go, uh, President Biden disappointed gun control activists recently by saying he's prioritizing his push for massive infrastructure bill over the more contentious fight to enact stricter firearms laws. I, I wonder what your reaction is uh, to that. These are both policy priorities that would cost a president a lot of political capital. And I know there's always a trick about uh, which one to choose, but uh, a lot of people are upset that he has chosen infrastructure over guns. Well, Stephen, it's really about, I mean, it's all hands on the moment on a number of things, all of which I'd love to raise, uh, you know, wave a magic wand and get done at the exact same time. I mean, uh, voting rights, uh, you know, constant gun laws, um, the major jobs bill that the president announced yesterday, all are very, very important. And um, having talked to him, what, what I really believe he's saying, it's more um, of, sort of um, timing this in a way so that we can get as many things done as possible. So we definitely will be bringing forward gun safety uh, legislation. There's folks trying to figure out right now if that can be done um, and get uh, 10 Republicans to, to support even background checks. Um, we don't know yet. We know there are some. But there's work going on in a number of areas at the same time. But we also need to know that for uh, for us in Michigan, for families and 
businesses and, and, you know, creating jobs and so on. What the president talked about yesterday is absolutely critical and, frankly, exciting to me as somebody who's led efforts on uh, manufacturing and, you know, moving us forward on uh, electric vehicles and, and even things like supply chains. I mean, we just one more time now in Dearborn, there's going to be a two week layoff at Ford because we right now depend on one Taiwanese company mm-hmm. for the semiconducting chip. And they have chosen not to sell us enough to keep all of our odor plants opening. So open. So what the president's talking about is let's make it in America. <laughs> All the parts, supply chain, you know, invest in workforce development, move things forward. And that's incredibly important. It's going to take us time, several months to to write all of this and get it in order. And so he's saying, let's get started. And it, in my mind, it does not stop in any way uh, the effort that's equally critical in terms of what's happening on gun violence. So we're just trying to juggle and move on multiple fronts as fast as we can. Yeah. And, I, and I will tell you that, that, you know, as starting the year off in January, I mean, we're, what, 60 days, 70 days into this presidency? Yes. We started January with an armed insurrection on January 6th at the United States Capitol. That was, um, I can tell you, very frightening and very heartbreaking. We went, you know, immediately into uh, a, a second impeachment hearing. We had to put the president's cabinet in place, which we've done faster than at any time in the, in the uh, uh, I think, the, the last several presidents to get his team in place. And we passed the American Rescue Plan. <laughs> right. And so uh, there's a lot more to do. No question about it. But, um, you know, I, I am very grateful that President Biden and Vice President uh, Harris are there because they are laser focused. Yeah. OK, Senator uh, Debbie Stabenow, Democrat from here. In Michigan, it is always really great to have you on the program. Uh, Thanks very much for coming by. My pleasure. Take care. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Dan Gilbert's new $500 million investment in Detroit neighborhoods. Stay with us for more Detroit Today.